guys are ready for this. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of I Wasn't Ready For This with your one and only host, me, Raquel, obviously. People, I need you to start subscribing and sharing the show because it truly helps me continue to do what I love doing best, which is talking to you guys. And if you don't already, you can follow me on TikTok at IWRFTPod and my personal TikTok at Beauty With A Mix. And you can now watch me in 4K on YouTube. And if you want to see this lovely backdrop behind me for Valentine's Day, that's the only place you can see it. And I'm recording from Loft Studios here in Frederick, Maryland with my lovely, lovely videographer, Jen. And she's the owner of the studio. So if you're looking for a place to get creative or record or get your photos done, she's definitely the person to contact. And I honestly wouldn't be where I'm at right now with the show if it weren't for her. Like, she has helped me take this to the next creative, like, step that I wanted to take it on. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. I have a little life update, and it's a bit tragic, okay? I was scammed this week, and I've been scammed twice this month. And you're probably like, Raquel, how are you always getting scammed? It's just like, I feel like I trust in people, and I'm just always up for something new and adventurous. And I, of course, told you guys last week, I'm in this influencer journey. I've been trying to get collabs, brand deals, whatever you can think of. You name it. And it got to the point where I decided that I wanted to be a wig influencer. And you're probably thinking, like, that's so random. Like, why wigs? Well, I like to switch up my protective hairstyles. And I was like, you know what? I need to grow my natural hair longer. And in order to protect it, let me try out, like, a little lace front wig. And they've been working for me lately. Except until, like, this last couple days... This lady reached out to me on Instagram, which was like a red flag, but I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, everyone knows me, everyone loves me, of course she's reaching out. So she reached out to me and was like, hey, I want you to be a brand ambassador for my wig company. And, you know, I was like, wow, like, this is such a great opportunity. I, how can I turn this down? So she reached out to me and said that. Then I did my research and I didn't see anything strange. Okay. Her name was like Kayla.Creations. And the wig company was like Milan Hair LLC. Total scam. I, she told me like I needed to give her $45 towards the wig. And I don't know anything about wig influencing. So it's just like, okay, I don't see anything. So let me go ahead and give her my money for some reason. I'm like giving away money for free to anyone these days, I guess. So I did that immediately blocked I was blocked um she took my money through PayPal PayPal no actually it was cash app she cashed at me like a request to send her the money I sent her the money and cash app said like sorry you're dumb you shouldn't have done that and like I couldn't get my money back so I had to dispute it with my bank and my bank is probably sick of me by now because they're like how is Raquel always getting scammed and why is she always calling to report these things and it's just like scammers these days are getting really creative so 
that was just about like everything that I've been through this week. Hopefully I'm not like gonna get scammed again. Knowing me, I probably will because everything just seems so legit. She sent me like a order number even like to track my shipping and apparently they can create fake ones too. So if you are reached out or approached by someone that tells you you can get a wig, don't do it. Unless you do research, don't do it because I was scammed out of money and I'm like, I just can't. I don't even know how it happened, but I will say something good that come out of it. I reached out by another brand. It was a legit brand, and now I'm collabing with them, and your girl got her wig. So I was, you know, I'm pretty excited about that, and I would just say, like, be careful with these scammers, and I feel like now you guys are like, okay, I'm tired of hearing about your wig story, but I just you know, just be careful with scammers these days. And that's just like about everything that happened to me this week. I'm job hunting, but you guys know that job hunting is a job It's in itself. It's so hard to get a job nowadays. So just following my passions and doing that for now. And that's just about it. So I think I'm ready to move on to RAQ News. <laughs> Let's take a minute to talk about how Harry Jowsey from Too Hot to Handle went on an interview and they asked him, if you were to go on a reality TV show, what other one would you do? And he said The Bachelor and then they were like, oh, aren't you in a relationship? Tell me why he goes and says, oh yeah, but when that's over. Like, excuse me. And like, let's pause for a second because his girlfriend, Georgia, stunning like so pretty and she caught wind of that interview and she was taken back by it too and it's just like if I were in her shoes I would have been like okay this is over done if you don't see our relationship lasting or you're not even taking it serious like what that why would you go on a, another show and try to make me look stupid so I was just like taken back by it because I don't know how reality tv shows work obviously but they were like a couple because she was from um, season three of Too Hot to Handle and he was from season two and I guess they like were popular because of it so I don't know if like they get into relationships for the clout or if they actually like each other but she seemed to really be in love with him and then for him to just go ahead and say like oh yeah but like when that relationship's done I'm gonna go on The Bachelor is was just like a little bit crazy to me to hear and I know like contracts are involved so I don't know if they have to be together for a certain period of time but like still if I were to ever hear my boyfriend say like oh yeah when that relationship is over I'm going to do The Bachelor trash, immediate trash. So who knows? I just found that like quite interesting that like there was no loyalty there. Where was the loyalty from him together or not? Like it should still be there because you shouldn't have anyone looking dumb, especially someone that you're with. So I think on that note, I'm going to wrap up RAQ News and we can get into the freaking episode. So I've seen on TikTok and have been going through my own healing journey or era, I should say, myself. And personally, I think when the pandemic started, a lot of us were forced to be isolated from everyone. And we were just alone, really, from the whole world. And we became trapped with our thoughts and ideas of what we wanted. And so I think we all took the time to come to realizations and really evaluate what we wanted out of life, even if it meant ending friendships, going through a breakup, going th through a divorce, and just really figuring out, okay, what is it that I need out of life? Am I happy with myself? And it really just made us focus on self-improvement. 
So to put it simply, if you don't know what a healing era or healing journey is, it's when you take the time to self-improve while having self-compassion. And it sounds like, okay, what's wrong with that? Well, when you're going through a healing journey or any sort of journey, it's going to be a process and it's going to be ugly sometimes. And it's not aesthetically pleasing as you see on TikTok or other social media platforms, because those are just snippets of what it's like. But when you're actually going through it, it gets ugly. There's a whole process to it and there's no time limit on it. And you're just going through the waves and going through the motions of it. And for me personally, I didn't realize I needed to go through my own healing journey or I didn't realize that I needed to self-improve until I got into the relationship that I'm in now because I brought a lot of past toxicity into my relationship and it was really impacting my boyfriend and it was impacting me and then I was just like okay I really need to do some work really check in internally and figure out how I can become a best version of myself and how can I be a great friend a great partner or great anything in life and it takes working on yourself to do that and so it's the hard truth of you don't you're not perfect no one's perfect you don't walk on water and everyone has flaws and everyone always can work on themselves and always have things to improve. So I decided to look within myself and with the help of my therapist, I really was working through why I was feeling the way I was feeling and why I was behaving the way I was behaving. And the word that constantly kept repeating itself was the word heal. And I just didn't heal from my past trauma. And in order to be the best version of myself, I needed to reflect on what had happened in the past with relationships, friendship, or anything like that. And thinking back to past relationships, she was right. I really didn't take any time to myself to really process my emotions or what had happened. I kind of had the mentality to just go, go, go. And just forget about what happened and just move on and it just caught up to me and it ended up interfering with my relationship and I was again expecting my boyfriend now to be the person to fill me with happiness and make me happy but a relationship doesn't work like that and I was ignorant to that a relationship should be an addition to your already happiness of life. If you're not happy with yourself, how can you truly love someone else? And that really meant something to me because it's true. The saying that's like, if you don't love yourself, how can you love someone else is very true because someone should be an addition to your life. They shouldn't be your whole life of making you happy. And of course, it was a hard realization for me, but I was just like, okay, this explains a lot. Like I have a lot of work to do. And I even released an episode before on how I went through a friendship breakup and the friendship breakup really was difficult for me because I couldn't process what had happened or what I did wrong. I just sort of was like, okay, I guess they're just going to treat me this way. And I put all the blame onto them, which for the majority, they gaslighted me and stuff like that. But I didn't have to go down to their level. I was petty. I made a whole episode about it. And I just felt like I only did that because I hadn't self-improved and I hadn't healed from what had happened. I didn't process what had happened because thinking now, if I went through something like that, I would definitely have a different reaction and a 
different um, perspective than I did when I was actually going through it. And I think when Jennifer, you're going through some sort of breakup, you need to take that time because it's almost like you're grieving a loss of someone not being in your life anymore that was always in your life. And grieving and processing your emotions look different for everyone. And this is just a small glimpse of what I went through, but going through that friendship breakup really impacted me. It forced me to be alone. It forced me to hang out with myself. And, you know, it reminded me of the TikTok sound where it's like, am I the drama? Am I the drama? And it's like, girl, yeah, you were part of the drama and you didn't need to be. And so it really took me losing those group of people. And I don't really see it as a loss because they were toxic in their own ways. But so was I. I. It took me losing those people to really figure out, okay, what could I have improved? Was I really the best friend that I could have been? Or what could have, how could I have handled that situation a little bit differently? And it took me really working through that on my own. That's something that I feel like my therapist couldn't help me figure out. She could help me process my emotions, but she couldn't help me really um, take action. That's something you have to do on your own to really self-improve and self-growth. It's just like implementing the skills that someone is giving you or if someone's giving you advice it's really up to you what you do with it and so I decided to take that loss of the friendship and the past breakups to really do some inner work and figure out okay how could I improve where can I improve and really take action and go through the healing process naturally I didn't force it I didn't want to rush myself to go through it and I'm just going to share a couple of things that helped me and that I feel like will help you when you're going through your healing process. Like I was saying earlier, I really just wanted to become someone that my friends could rely on, that my boyfriend could rely on. And most importantly, I just wanted to be happy. I think when you're going through your own healing journey, it looks different for everyone. And I wanted to share things that have helped me that could maybe help you. But like I said, it is different for everyone. And what works for me might not work for you, but it's always worth giving it a try. Therapy was the number one thing I think that's like pretty much saved me I will say because I think with therapy you don't need anything specifically where you have to go there with some sort of huge problem or crisis or anything like that sometimes even if life is going good it's a good way to go to therapy and just express yourself and do some inner workings and figure out okay what haven't I healed from and what past trauma has still bothered me? There's still things that I think about from high school and there's conversations that I have. I don't know if it's my anxiety where I'll have a conversation with someone and then I'll go home and I'm like, oh God, what did I sound like? Like, did I even make sense? So it like helps you with thoughts like that. And that was just basically the number one thing that helped me. But obviously, therapy gets pretty expensive and if you're someone who can't afford going to therapy I would say this book called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff on Amazon it's for five dollars it's truly truly helped me they have Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Relationships Don't Sweat the Small Stuffs in Life 
and there's different versions of the book and it pretty much walks you through how to self-improve and also how to better communicate with others and have a deeper understanding of others and it really helped me like I would say that book helped me so much besides going to therapy I was doing both and it's just a great way of looking into someone else's perspective on how to treat others and again like just learning about the healing process in itself like you can't just put it into words because it is it feels like you're almost saying goodbye to the old you and saying hello to a new version of you and in order to be the new version of you there's going to be a bunch of stuff that you have to go through another thing that helped me was implementing a lot of self-care and no I don't mean just the basic do a face mask or skincare routine I mean like really finding out what makes you happy what hobbies to try new trying new things and going out on dates alone or just making an effort to see your friends that's like a form of self-care because for me I tend to isolate myself if I'm going through something and that's something I didn't want the newer version of me to have I say the newer version of me like the old me died or something but like that's just the best way to put it so I would say like self-care isn't just like one day of doing something. You have to do self-care almost every day and take times out of the week to really focus in on yourself and figure out, okay, what do I need right now? How am I feeling? And that was just another, you know, thing that I was learning to do is really understand my emotions and process them because I wanted to have a better understanding of myself. And in order to do that, sometimes you do have to spend a lot of time alone. So that was another thing that helped me was just like the self-care. And I feel like when you're doing self-care and you're figuring out things that make you happy, you're spending time with people that want the best out of you and you want the best for them. It's really a great support system and it really helps making the healing journey a lot better. And you also want to give yourself some time to grow. Like there's no time limit of when you need to have it done by or when you need to be this best version of yourself. It takes time. It's a process, but you'll get there. And that's something that you can truly, truly like look forward to. So if you're having nights where you're crying yourself to sleep, just know that's completely normal and a part of the healing process. If you still find yourself reminiscing on things from the past or you wish you could have done things better, lean into that because that's going to help you figure out, okay, what could I have done? What can I improve for next time if this situation repeats itself? And just understand that like nothing in life is perfect. I think it's sad, it's tragic that it's not, but you'll be okay. Eventually, everything works out the way it's intended to work out. And not to sound cheesy or anything, but like once you reach that state of, I did this, like I'm happy, it's such a rewarding feeling and you are proud of yourself you can be proud of yourself for putting in all the work you did going through all the emotions that you went through because healing from something kind of feels like you're going through like a grieving process in a way so it's just like going through the motions of everything and just riding out the waves and figuring out okay like I finally got to where I want to be I feel so much better now I feel so much happier I'm healthier and now I can be the best support for people in my life is such a like rewarding feeling because past me if I could talk to past me I'd be like girl it ain't worth being petty because you're gonna have to live with that and you know now you have that image of yourself being petty and it's just like not a good feeling but now that I know how to handle things and how to handle 
myself and how to carry myself, it's such a rewarding feeling because I know that I did the best I could in a situation to make the best out of it or to try to fix it. And sometimes things in life don't work out that way. And if someone's petty towards you or giving you a hard time, then yeah, I would say just do your best to be the bigger person. And that person just clearly isn't meant to be your new era or your healing era. And a lot of times when you're going through your healing era, there's going to be a lot of people in your life that you notice will start to kind of leave and disappear. And that's a part of it too. Like I've noticed how going through my healing journey, I have a smaller group of people that support me, that love me, that I love and support than I did beforehand, where I just had a bunch of people who didn't really have their best you know, interest in me. They weren't really genuine. And so it does feel lonely sometimes when you're going through healing, but it's so rewarding to know that you went through it and now you have a great group of people supporting you and who love you and that really want the best for you. Not me sounding like a Hallmark Christmas movie. Like, I feel like we got pretty deep this episode and I truly, truly hope you enjoyed and it was helpful in some way. But for now, I will talk to you guys next Thursday at noon. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to subscribe and leave that five star rating. Kidding, but like not really. And I I guess we'll see you next week. All right. Bye, guys. Mwah.